Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Ladies Talking Leafs. I'm Chris. And I'm Syl. And thanks for joining us again on our off-season patio. Uh, lots of positive things happening in our province of Ontario. Uh, we've gone into stage two of the reopening, so I can finally... I have I have an appointment in a couple of weeks for my hair. I haven't had a haircut in almost a year now. You um, had you actually got one within two weeks? Yes. Yeah. I was That's surprised pretty good. at that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, we're recording on the 4th of July. So we have to say happy 4th of July to our American friends and listeners and followers on social media. Hope you're having a hope you had a good one. Um, and yeah, but on the not so positive side, the Pavs made it to the Stanley Cup final. Unfortunately, I hate saying those words. Yeah. Um, yeah. The only good thing right now is that they're down three nothing. Yes. <laughs> um, so and there's hope for a sweep. Yeah. Oh, you shouldn't have said it. I didn't want, well, I didn't want... Knocking on wood. <laughs> I know, but basically, um, I mean, for me, I've been conversing a little bit on social media with some Hab fans. They're they're just too hilarious. And um, Bergeron has basically saved his job, in my opinion. Uh, most likely, he's going to get a, like a new contract after this. Um, but like. They, I don't, I don't understand these Hab fans. Like for the last couple of years, they've wanted to get rid of him, and they're gonna probably sign him after this. And but now, like all of a sudden, Bergevin is like the best thing ever because he signed Tyler Toffoli and Corey Perry, and yeah, and his Anderson. lovely and oh Josh Anderson, and mm-hmm. he, uh, and they love his red suit i guess that he i guess he'll be wearing that red suit on monday night i don't know Otherwise, oh yeah he, i think he's probably uh gonna wear it for his good luck yeah charm. he's gonna have to wear it oh geez he better have a good cleaners if he wants to keep wearing it because he's gonna have to wear it like four times right <laughs> <laughs> if, it, if it goes work it's not gonna go that far anyways yeah. um let's yeah and the other thing i guess uh about the final not so much about the actual games, obviously, but the fan capacity in Montreal, I just think it's dumb how they didn't increase the amount mm-hmm. from 3,500. Um, like it's just jammed outside and with people shoulder to shoulder. And um, yeah, I just, I just don't know how they didn't allow more fans in the, in the building. No, and, and I um, haven't heard anything about any spikes and in infections there. So Obviously, it's not translating into anything. And just because you're going to move people inside doesn't mean you have to move all 20,000 inside, but you could still increase the capacity. And that Bell Center, if anybody has ever been there, it is a huge cavernous building. It's it's massive. There's absolutely no reason why you cannot space out 
easily 10,000 people in there without any issue because you've got the the three tiers. It's it's a massive place. It's so huge, just yeah. you can, can stick all the Tampa fans at the top, which is what they do with the Leaf fans. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and there's room for everybody in there. So, yeah, um, yeah I, I agree. It's It doesn't make any sense, um, you know, yeah, to be... Let's, uh, let's get into some league stuff because yeah, so uh, enough about we the have, Habs. We have some... <laughs> exactly. We've, we've spent far too much time on them already. So, yeah, uh, we do have a few league of... League updates that were announced by Gary Bettman this week, and it looks like the NHL is expecting to have a quote-unquote normal 82-game schedule next season. And with that, they announced uh, some league events. So the All-Star Game this year is going to go to Vegas, which I think is an amazing choice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Winter Classic this year will be in Minnesota versus St. Louis. Uh, they also have a Stadium Series game announced uh, with Nashville versus Tampa. So be interesting to see how yeah. they manage that and when that will be. Yeah. Um, the Heritage Classic is also to be determined. Uh, they That will be held in Canada and it's going to be scheduled for March in 2022. So there could be a possibility of the Leafs being involved in this game. Actually, I think a Leaf-Winnipeg uh, matchup might be interesting or even a Leaf-Edmonton uh, matchup. Yeah. So yeah. Um, we'll see. Good. Or what about a Leaf-Kraken matchup? That would be nice. Oh. Anyway. Yeah, if they want to get the Kraken and involved in, involved? in a yeah, big anyway. big event. So, yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. Yeah. And of course, the NHL draft for 2022 uh did go to Montreal because well, I guess you got to give them something since they're going to lose out on the big prize this year. Yeah. So, yeah, so they'll have the draft, so that's good. <laughs> they can have that. And uh yeah, the league also announced that they're looking into incorporating the series style schedule next season. So, Mm-hmm. I don't know. I was a fan of it, but then I started thinking, I don't know if I like, I would like this over the 82 game schedule. Like it was only 56 games, right? And, yeah. and I, I was, when I was researching this too, I totally forgot that there's actually going to be, um, like they haven't, they haven't set in stone the style of schedule that they're going to have for next season. There's right. actually two options that they need to vote on still. Um, but, I mean, if we end up, I don't know. I just thought to myself, can you imagine seeing Buffalo three times in a row? <laughs> like, I don't know if I could handle well, that going Well, the thing through. is, is that, it, you know, when I think about it, I think about it like baseball. So, yes, you're going to see three games against, okay, if you look at this season, you'll see three games, the JC, three games against Baltimore, which hopefully yeah. you can beat up on them. But then you're also going to see three games or four games against the Yankees, which is great. So yeah. it's the good outweighs yeah. the bad that way. I, I kind of think that that's the way you need to think about it. And I, I don't think anybody complains about it with baseball. And to me, it makes sense for travel, you know, that if you're oh, going yeah, no, someplace, way, yeah. you're staying there for, for a few days. And I think that honestly, for the player's health, it might be better because it's going to cut down on a lot of that travel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that that's for sure. That's the the main part of it, obviously, for them. But yeah, so I don't know. It's it's gonna happen most likely. So yeah, we'll we'll just have to deal with it. <laughs> well, to me, you know, if they if they try it, then it, there's nothing. There's no harm to trying it. If it doesn't work out and there's backlash, then they'll they'll switch it again. Yeah, and go back to the way it was before. So 
Obviously, that's that's some of the league news, and and we got a lot of interesting Leaf talk on the way also. So we're going to get to uh, some of the signings that we've had already with Spezza and Simmons and the coaching changes and a few interesting trade possibilities we've heard linked to the Leafs. And we'll talk a little bit about the expansion draft because this is a, a big thing that is happening on July 21st, and it's going to have league-wide effects. And also the NHL draft, which is going to happen on July 23rd. And we'll dip our toe a little bit into some free agency talk, which is going to happen on July 28th. So without any further ado, let's talk Leafs. When we released our last episode on that Wednesday, the Leafs announced signing Jason Spezza to a one-year deal at the league minimum 750k, and then in short order, Wayne Simmons also signed a two-year deal at 900k uh, AAV. So, uh, what do you think about these two uh, two people coming back into the fold or remaining? Yeah, yeah I mean, Jason Spezza wasn't a surprise. He just loves it here. It makes me wonder why didn't he? Get asked for a trade from Ottawa way back when, sort of thing, right? Like mm-hmm. when he was with the Senators, he should have just said, "I don't want to play for you guys. I want to play for the Leafs." Um, but, um, but yeah, I just thought it was, I thought it was funny how he uh, he said he would take less money if he could. I'm like, mm-hmm. my God! I'm like, what a like. It's it's almost like it's like he's on a mission, sort of like he wants mm-hmm. he's looking for that Stanley Cup and he wants to do it here and he doesn't care and. Yeah, I mean, how can you not like well, the guy? Well, let's for hope that? the third time's the charm. That's all I can say. Yeah, yeah, and um, yeah, and then with Simmons, I mean, I'm he actually listened to us. I guess in our last mm-hmm. podcast, we said <laughs> that we we wanted it under a million. That's like that's what it had to be, and it was. I'm a little bit worried about giving him the extra year, but again, um, we just hope he comes back the player that he was at the start of the season. Mm-hmm. And I was reading about his. Uh, like the wrist injury, like it really takes a lot of time, which kind of linked me back to Mikheyev as well. Mm-hmm. And his was oh, even more, uh, which 100%. was even more serious. But the amount of time, like the rest and the strength that you need to get for that wrist, like to heal properly, like it takes mm-hmm. time. Oh, so for sure. I'm hoping that like now, like going into next year, like it'll have enough time and um, and that he can get back to the player that he was when he first started with us those first uh, month and a half or however long before he got injured. And and I just think, too, I kind of feel sorry for Joe Thornton because I just think, too, like there's going to be fans in the building next year. I think like yeah. Simmons is going to like he talks about having his daughter there and and putting on the leaf jersey with his name on it and all that like he's going to get the experience of actually having the fans there to celebrate i think that's going to yeah. help him too mm-hmm. to to be better and 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 yeah just the energy from the fans i think it's just going to be different for him unfortunately i don't think like joe thornton isn't going to get that um yeah. which i kind of feel bad for but but yeah i think like both of those signings are hey are but fine. you know what he does get the beautiful alumni jacket yeah, that's true. Yeah, he he at least earned that. So yeah. he'll get the alumni jacket. He'll get to be in the building, maybe in the alumni box if he retires. I don't know what his plans are. Yeah. Um, yeah. As but, for uh, as for Simmons, I mean, the two year deal. I think it's fine. I I actually think that the extra year of security might be a good thing because he doesn't have to prove it all 
in one year. You know what I mean? Like he, I think sometimes when you got a lot more pressure on you, then everything is tighter, right? So this gives him that security. He doesn't have to worry about next year. He can just focus on just getting his game together and being at his best without worrying about all the extra stuff about what about next year. You know what I mean? Like, I honestly think that that can be when you're at the later stages of your career, that could be in the back of your mind, constantly nagging at you, even if it's subconsciously that, that that's, you know, you've, oh, you've got to prove something so that you can, you know, get another contract kind of thing. So, yeah. And the other thing is I, I, (laughs) I looked when I was looking up on cap friendly, I saw, we still have Phil Kessel's contract on our next year is the it, final year. Oh, for, still one more yeah, year. I thought one more year. Last so year. I mean, tech, it's one point two million. I think. Yeah. One, yeah. And uh, so then I thought, well, then I guess that money in the following year, in the second year of Simmons' deal, he'll just take over from right. Phil's like paying for him sort of thing, and right? No so, doubt but, that was that was in the minds of of you know. Oh uh, yeah, no, they every Dubis everything has Brenham. to be taken yes. into account. Yeah, I, I had no idea. I thought we were done with Phil. But anyways, apparently we're not. Yeah, so still a few more hot dogs to deliver, I guess. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. But on another note on Leaf to update. Um, so the assistant coach Dave Haxtell actually has gone to the Seattle Kraken to the new I was kind of surprised at that, that that he was the guy that um, I guess was rumored out of the uh, mm-hmm. um, out of the out of our assistant coaches to be to be a, I guess, a candidate for that. And yeah, he was named the Seattle Kraken. So when they come up to the expansion draft to, to pick a Leaf player, they're definitely going to know <laughs> know us pretty well. Um, yeah, I, I did find that interesting. And I, like you said, I found that it was kind of interesting how quietly it was done. Like you did not hear anything about them having permission to speak to him or anything, which I do think could end up in the Leafs' favor because a lot of the time with these expansion things, we know there was a lot yeah, of back, back background deals yeah. happening with Vegas. So perhaps there's some sort of deal here that, okay, we will let you talk to him. And if mm-hmm. you do decide to hire him, then hush, hush. Um, this is what we, this is who we would like you to take, take or who we, you would like, we would like you to ignore kind of thing. So yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, how that kind of, uh, yeah. and I have heard up. over the last couple of days too, Bruce Boudreaux's name has been coming up again mm-hmm. as a possible candidate for a replacement. Mm-hmm. Apparently the, uh, I mean, I think they talked to him the last time too, right. with when Manny Malhotra was in the, uh, mm-hmm. um, I guess in the running too. And I think having, Looked at some of the information on Boudreaux, too. I mean, obviously, everybody knows he was the head coach of Anaheim, mm-hmm. Washington, Minnesota. But he actually had, like, the, in the one of the top power play units for both Anaheim and Washington. I mean, it helps with mm-hmm. Washington. Obviously, they have a Wichkin there. But still, you have to have a system to to play it. And he had it in Anaheim also with Ryan Getzlav, obviously there mm-hmm. in the in his uh, in his youth sort of. So I mean, that obviously is going to bode well for success on, on a power play. But I mean, mm-hmm. he obviously knows how to, how to run one and he had success. So I don't know. I just think too, and the fact he's former Leaf, obviously, and he loves the Leafs. So mm-hmm. I don't know. And, it, um, it just seems too perfect of a match. Yeah. And then you could put Mal- Malhotra back to what he was doing with Vancouver, which is on the PK and being on yeah. the more defensive side of things. Right. 
Yeah, I agree. And, uh, you know, whereas last year I wasn't too keen on having like a former head coach, you know, with multiple years experience behind the bench, you know, now Keith has had a couple years back there. This is probably a good time to, to get somebody like that in there. And as well, he is also known as a very player friendly coach. So that's also really great for, um, you know, a, a like, uh, assistant coach, you know, to, so that maybe Keith could be a little bit more on the bad cop side and he could be the good cop side. And, (laughs) uh, and, but, and like you said, all those other attributes that he brings. Um, so, and God, like who's going to be more excited behind there? Like really? Yeah, no, exactly. You know, and that's, you know, with that's, we talk about having veteran leadership on the ice and having guys that are excited to pull on that Jersey. He, you could have that also in the coaching staff. If you hire Bruce Boudreaux, you know, that excitement and that that rah, rah and that come on guys, you know, sort of thing. When I hear him on the radio, like I hear him on interviews on the radio Mm -hmm. and he's always like, He's just, he's a Leaf fan. I'm like, this would be fantastic. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Anyways, we'll see. Anyway. I haven't heard any other, uh, any other possibilities on candidates. So yeah. I'm sure that'll come out in the next little while. Right. So normally we don't get into trade speculation much, but with the flat cap and the expansion draft coming up, it's a lot more twists and turns. And so it's something we can't really avoid. So we found a great article uh, by the fourth period on the 2021 summer trade watch, which you can find in in the link in our show notes on our Buzzsprout website or on Apple. Um, So Based on this article, what are some of the things that um, stood out to you? It was funny because there's a few things when it comes to player movement and and not necessarily trade applicate or trade possibilities, but Mm -hmm. I I think that Sill should become an insider uh, because (laughs) because in the last show she was talking about Freddie Anderson and how about the I don't know. She actually had my mind changing a little bit then to say that there was a small possibility that Freddie Anderson actually comes back. Um, I don't know. I just think the last little while, like there's been some conversation, I guess, between the two parties and Freddie just doesn't seem like this is the first time he's going to be a UFA too. Mm -hmm. Right. So he, he just, I don't know. To me, he just looks like he wants to like where he's comfortable. He likes to stay here and, and he's, uh, He's a nice Danish guy, right? So he wants to he wants to just I guess work things out and mm-hmm. and even though maybe a change might be better for him, who knows, right? Like to be in a in a different uh right place, it might be better, but um But you know what? I I kind of feel like maybe that but it's all a question of timing. Is that that might be true, but maybe that's not the best this year. Maybe if he signs like a one-year deal, then he'll be ready. Do you know what I mean? Like he can yeah. go out on his own terms that way as opposed to going out like this, which yeah, he, he was wants injured. to go out this way. Yeah. 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 He was injured most of the season. And I mean, the question for the Leafs too is whether or not there's a better goalie out there that's affordable no, I know. to fit under their cap situation. Mm-hmm. And I mean, there's also the possibility, I'm not going to say the name. I'm just, we, I think we pr- we just put his name as VV, the guy that we got from Columbus. Um right who's a young goalie, um, like, but is he ready to, 
to be a backup to I mean Jack Campbell is going to need help there's no I I yeah. do not see him no, playing and, 50 to 60 games there's just not it's not going to happen and we didn't and, see uh Vinny Vivaline and I'm trying the name now <laughs> uh we didn't see him at all so good attempt know, how, there. <laughs> yeah thank you I will practice more over the summer but yeah. we didn't see him at all so and he's I honestly think they need to see him for a year in the Marlies before they can even think of moving him up. So, yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, we'll, I mean, we'll see with the, with the goalie situation. Now, a lot of people are getting excited about this, uh, or possibility of getting, um, what's his name? Uh, Dougie Hamilton. Yeah. I don't know. If, well, if that happens... The, o- the only like, way that happens is, guess who's not here? Yes, yeah. And that's the next thing when it comes to Morgan Riley. Um, I mean, through his agent, he said also that he's willing to, to basically take a pay cut from yeah, what, he's, whatever. he's one that is willing to do that. Yeah, yeah. Because- and, but, I mean, even at a pay cut, I mean, I, I looked at his comparables and everything, and he's kind of right in the middle of the pack, but that puts him at the $7 million basically per range, right? So, yeah. For pay cut, then he's looking at somewhere between, between somewhere under under seven. So you're looking at maybe six seven to six nine, somewhere there, is yeah. is a pay cut for him, honestly. Yeah. So, I mean, I just think I don't know. I'm hoping he signs Riley. Like he, me too. Because I, I think that's what. Uh, that's what everybody is waiting. Basically, a decision has to be made. If he doesn't sign, then he's going to get traded, basically, mm-hmm. right? Like, if they can't come. But then a lot of other things have to be figured out, too. The situation with Hyman, with Freddie, mm-hmm. with these other UFAs that they have, like uh, Galchenyuk is another one. If he's going to be under a million or if he's going to stay, I don't know. Um, but I would just like for for us to... One player, I know it doesn't happen anymore, but one player just to stick with the team that he was drafted by for his entire career. No, and that's that's a very unleaf thing. Yeah, you think about it. Yeah, exactly. It never happens. I mean, it doesn't have like many teams at all. No, but I mean, there's lots of people from Montreal, for example, that that have that got to retire as as a hab. You know, there's yeah. other other players like Sidney Crosby is probably going to retire as a Pittsburgh Penguin. You know, there's oh, yeah, yeah, there's certain and we just have never had that. Like the we've never had the best player in the league, but the best Leaf has never retired a Leaf. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, they've 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 gone and come back to retire yeah, as one, to retire, yeah. but never stayed here their full career. And yeah, you look at like Boris, even like Boris Salming. Whatever, obviously yeah. Doug Gilmore, Wendell mm-hmm. Clark, like all of those players, like they Daryl Sittler. Sittler, yeah. So Dave Keon, yeah. So yeah, no, it just doesn't happen for us. So it would be nice, definitely. Yeah, I I would like to to see that. So yeah, and I just don't think Dougie Hamilton is gonna. I don't think he can put up with this market, like to be like to what it takes to. Mm-hmm. be in this market i just i mean he didn't i don't think he liked it in boston and i, I mean boston's a pretty <laughs> heavy duty market yeah. and then so that's why he uh he ended up being shipped off i forget what team he went to before carolina but he was somewhere else um he was out west somewhere yes he was but yeah, i forget carolina. if it was 
Oh, it was Calgary. Yes. Yeah. Calgary. Mm-hmm. So, oh, yeah. Uh, and he was a bust there. Yes. Yeah. Big time. They couldn't wait to run him out of town there. Yeah. And that and that's a Canadian market as well, but maybe yeah. Not. Except though, the one thing with the Leafs is that as hard as we are on the players, they get more love than hate. Generally, it's always tipped in the scales of of love. When they like the thing is, is you could do a whole lot of bad, and there's like it's just going to pile on you. But the minute yeah. you do something good, it's like over the top love for you. So oh, yeah. Yeah, no, and that's what I expect to happen for Mitch Marner. I cannot believe oh, yeah, actually, for sure. on social media. Like, I mean, give the guy a break. Like, it's almost getting on. So it's not happening in the building like it did with Larry Murphy, but it's mm-hmm. like on so that equivalent is happening on social media to this mm-hmm. guy. Like, I mean, I hope he's turned it off or whatever. I haven't seen anything from him. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I just, I. It's not going to happen. He's not going to be dealt. Like, I, I don't see that happening as, as a big deal. The only thing I heard that I thought was kind of, I think, I don't know if it was a joke or not, but somebody, when it was came to Chris Johnston from Sportsnet, was talking about, on uh, Steve Dangle's podcast, was talking about some big mm-hmm. deal that the Leafs are going to make a big deal this summer, a big move, whatever that is. And he's like, but he, he can't really speculate. But somebody speculated and said, it's Max Domi. <laughs> <laughs> oh no like, and i was like no no we don't need that no oh my God. <laughs> even though everybody would probably love it too right that whole name just the name like obviously would tie Domi. yeah but right? why when domi is basically dis- disappeared off the face of ne- leaf nation i mean yeah. he's nowhere he he basically has he moved to sweden with mats because like <laughs> honestly i don't hear anything from him so that's true yeah that's true because he did have the excuse when max was on with the habs right yeah. he obviously had the excuse but he never came back again yeah no i don't know but um anyway yeah, hope, hopefully that's not the case <laughs> yes yeah, so anyway for sure there's going to be a lot of wheeling and dealing leading up to the expansion draft and so that's what we want to get into next so this is a little complicated so for our listeners here's a little bit of an explanation as to how the seattle kraken are going to become the 32nd nhl team Each team must make available two forwards, one defenseman, and one goalie that meets the following requirements. So, number one, each skater has to be under contract for the 21-22 season. Each skater must have appeared in at least 27 games during the 2020-21 season or 54 games total during the last season and the season prior. I guess that's a stipulation based on the weird COVID business. Yeah. Uh, the goalie must be under contract for the 21-22 season or an RFA at the end of that season. So, yeah. yeah. So also, uh, so each team has a choice of either projecting seven forwards, three defensemen and a goalie. Or the second option is to take any eight sa- eight skaters and a goalie. And I believe that is for teams that are have a really good, really good defensive makeup this yeah. allows them to protect more defensemen. Yeah. So that's a basic overview. And in our show notes, there's a really good article by the hockeywriters.com that you should check out for, cause there's a lot more details. Um, and we were basically just reading that out to you because that's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's very, it's very detailed, but this article has uh, a lot of uh, other 
details on the rules of the expansion draft that you you should take a look at. Um, that's on our Buzzsprout website um, that you can find it. And uh, so, which option still do you think the Leafs are going to go with? <laughs> well, honestly, I have a feeling that it could be Kerfoot that goes. And part of the reason is that he's obviously a serviceable player. No, but uh, before we get that, though, which option are we going with? Are we going with option oh, which number option one? We're, oh, okay. So I think we're going to be going with the three forwards, three defensemen situation. The three, oh, the... No, no, no seven the, forwards, three defensemen. Oh, okay. So you yeah, think option, option one. one. Okay. Yeah. All right. So you I think do. that. Oh, okay. All right. Because I thought... Um, I don't think our D is that strong that we need to protect more than three defensemen. Like the only defenseman I see as protecting really is, is Riley Brody and Muzzin. That's yeah. it for me. I mean, when it, again, like, like you said, it, it really depends on, on the defense and it just depends what they do with Dermot. Like if they're, yeah, I've been hearing rumblings not, that they might if he's trade not him. signed yet. Yeah. I've been hearing rumblings that they might trade him in which case then I would say for me, I took the other, I took the other one. I took the, the uh, eight skaters and a goalie, because mm-hmm. I figured they'll they'll the core four the that's who they'll protect. I mean, they have to protect. Not to say that they wouldn't, but I mean, JT has a no trade clause, so that's one of the stipulations right. that mm-hmm. he has to be on the protected list. And uh, so there's four of them, and then the and then the four um, defense guys: Brody, Riley, Muzzin, and Hull. Well, the now, other thing is we have a lot of guys that are not under contract, so a ton. Yeah, that's why it makes is, it difficult. Yes, to say which option they're gonna uh-huh. they're gonna do, right? But I mean if they if they sign Dermot, let's just say and they don't, then I would think that then I would think they would go the other way with the seven forwards, the three defense and the one goalie. Um because then They'll basically have the two options, whether or not they Seattle, if they decide to take a defenseman, whether or not they choose Hall or Dermot, like we'd be in a better situation anyways, because I don't personally, I just think Justin Hall. Yes, he's been he's a great value and it's a great story the way he's played. But I really think when Muzzin is not there, mm-hmm. he there's a drop off there. I mean, we saw it just in the one game, I guess, or two games um, when Muzzin got injured in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Like Muzzin is is the real force on that. And I mean, he Hall is good, but I don't know. The only other thing, too, you'd be losing the right shot defenseman in Justin Hall if mm-hmm. the possibility, which we all know is it's been going on in, <laughs> in the Leafs world forever to try and find that right shot defenseman. But um yeah, I don't know. For me, like I said, I picked the the four and four uh, or the eight skaters and one goalie. So, but it really depends a lot on who signed, who's traded, and all that. And that's over the well, next for few me, weeks. That, that's why, like, like if Kerfoot, you know, I mean, he played great in the playoffs, and he's not just because he's left unprotected, you know, or he's picked up his. It's got nothing to do with whether or not you know we want him back. Still, obviously, we do want him back. Still. Uh, however, he meets a lot of the needs that uh, that a team that is yeah. starting out because they need, you know, serviceable players. They need 
you know, somebody versatile like that who can play center and wing. And also he's got a big enough salary that it brings, helps them come up to the minimum, which is an issue. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so that's that, why to me, he seems attractive. Yeah. That's, I mean, that makes it quick for us here because I pick Kerfoot as well. I'm crossing oh. my finger. <laughs> I'm actually crossing yeah. my fingers that it is him because of the salary, the three and a half million mm-hmm. salary. And he's signed for the next two years. So that's also attractive. Right. The only thing that's crappy about that, I hate it the way it's always coming up and you're going to yell at me, but that means that we got nothing for Kadri. But anyways, <laughs> <laughs> let's well, move on. That's <laughs> not true because we got an what? asset that could be left unprotected. Like, would you I... rather be losing Kadri in this thing or would you rather lose him? Oh, yeah, that's right? true too. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, that's think true. About I that. guess so. I'll think about that. All right. So... Anyway. Anyhow, so, Kyle, Kyle Dubas and company are going to be busy uh, because after the expansion draft comes the NHL draft. And um, it's funny, this draft really has no hype to it because with the pandemic and a lot of the junior players from Canada, the U.S. and Europe have had very little playing time, if any. Um, and scouts haven't been able to um, go out and see these players. So, yeah, I, I don't know. Let's get into the NHL draft. Well, Right now, as it stands, the Leafs only have three draft picks in this 2021 season, Uh, a late second round pick, a fifth and a sixth, and that is it. So this could and probably will change with the expected deals leading up to the expansion draft and taking into account the flat cap. So, yeah, so it's definitely going to be a draft where there's it's the diamonds in the rough, as they say, kind of draft. Um, So, like I said before, many players haven't had much playing time and scouts haven't been able to go to the game. So a lot of hockey analysts are saying if there was a year that you didn't have too many picks, this would be the year to do it. Um, Which they probably knew that. Yeah. Yeah. And as of the, I I guess, as of today, the 4th of July, um, when we're recording this podcast, the Leafs first pick is 57th overall. And um Actually, I forgot to look this up. I don't know how I'm going to pronounce his name as I'm looking at it, but a couple of players that sh- could be available at that point are Sean Chigurl. Chigurl? I don't know. You want to try that, Sil? Chig- no. No. I okay. do not. <laughs> okay. So it's a, he's a left winger who played in the WHL um, with the Calgary Hitmen, and uh, he did actually play this season, 14 games, and had uh, six goals, four assists. So that's one guy in that range that um, could be a diamond in the rough. So if the and if the Leafs end up deciding to go the European route, they could also go with uh, Matt Matt. I don't. I can't even say this. Matt Vey. Matt Vey. Matt Vey. Yeah, Matt Vey. Matt Vey Petrov, another yeah. left winger who played in the Russian Junior League last season and played fifty eight games with uh, twenty two goals and twenty assists. Wow, that's a nice, well rounded looking. Uh, point yeah. production. Um, so that would really help the Leafs. Um, what would really help the Leafs is for some of their late picks from previous rounds actually to make a push to make the team. And that's 100% what I think. So I honestly really couldn't care less about this year's draft. What yeah, I want to yeah. see is some of the guys that we already have in our system, you know, being able to finally make well, a jump. That's the thing. I mean, I had a look back at the draft at Austin Matthews draft, the 2016 mm-hmm. draft. I'm like, okay, it's great that you picked like Marner, Matthews, Nylander. I mean, those are for sure picks. But mm-hmm. what about everybody else that was at 
chosen like in the second, third, mm-hmm. fifth rounds, whatever. So, well, I will one... point out that those picks are not yeah. Dubis's picks, by by the way. So, well, not in 2016. This... He came in 2017. From 2017, right. so anything that is 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 Matthews and earlier. So you're talking uh, 2016, 2015, 2014 there when you're mentioning those three players. So anybody who's picked in those later rounds then, that's not on on Dubas and Co. So I just want to point that out. Yeah, yeah. But okay, so I looked it up anyways, and there's this kid, uh, James Greenway. He was picked 72nd overall in the third round. The scouting report... In uh, 2016, in Austin Matthews mm-hmm. dra- draft, mm-hmm. and scouting report says he's a big, towering defenseman with huge upside. And I'm like, okay, so where is he, and why haven't I heard this name before? <laughs> like James mm-hmm. Greenway. I'm like, he's six foot five, 217 pounds. He's a left shot defenseman. And last year he played for the University of Maine. Um, actually, for the last couple of seasons he played there. So it's like, but. I don't know. Like other than that, like you don't. I mean, six foot five. Like that's that's sounds size. good. That's who we need. Yeah. Like we've been saying that we'd love to have. Isn't that guy Dougie for that. Hamilton proportions? Yeah. And it's funny though because then I looked a little bit earlier. He was picked at sixty sixth overall in that same draft. Was this year's Norris winner Adam Fox? Mm-hmm. And he was picked sixty six. So he was still chosen around that time this kid was picked 72nd later a little bit later but um yeah i don't know we need to have more hits in these later rounds and um and then like i guess when it comes to dubis the way you were saying how that's like 2016 and prior that's not where he was involved with uh with the managing of the team but um there's this center philip hallander that we got in the kapanen deal yep Right. So he's described as a gritty, talented offensive forward. And I'm like, okay. So, like, I know it's only been because we traded for Captain last they season. Didn't, right? They just gave him a contract, though, didn't they? I thought that they did just recently signed him I to think a longer deal. Yeah. Yes. So but, maybe we will be seeing more from him this year. But I, I, it's like, yeah, in these other deals that we've made, um, in trading, uh, I guess, Kapanen. And even uh, there was another kid, this Stefan Nosen. Mm-hmm. I forget who we who we got. That it was, was in another year. deal. Yeah, that was this year, right? Yeah. With uh, That we got in the Columbus deal with Nick Foligno in that. Right. Yeah. So, like, these prospects, like, I, I just hope that we need these prospects to work out somehow, at least one of them. Right. I mean, we have obviously we have Nick Robertson. Um, yay, yeah. That we got him as a as a as a good pick in the in the second round. And a lot is expected of him to hopefully make the team. But um, this upcoming season, but uh, he had the knee injury that set him back a little bit. But apparently he's fine now. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. So, well, uh, I'm uh, I'm part of it, though, is that it's so difficult to evaluate these things right now because the past two years, there's been really like, normally we would see a lot of these guys in the AHL, right. Or playing more in, in the other clubs, but there's been so much of a disconnect with, you know, minor leagues and in lower level professional leagues this year because of all the closures, because they don't have the same resources and everything. So I think it's really 
difficult over the last two years to to really evaluate and to also hear about these people because yeah, but, a lot of times the, they weren't playing. Yeah. But the only thing is, though, these players were chosen, I'm pretty sure they were, before this whole pandemic thing started. So they have like something from, let's say, two two or more years ago from whenever they were chosen. They have yeah, that's some true, information. But, but I mean, the, the growth of the player is, is something else, like to say. That's it, the, yeah. the, the development. Yeah. So the yeah. development has been stalled somewhat for a lot of these guys. So hopefully they've been doing their work, um, you know, elsewhere, if not on the ice. And this year they can really dig in and do something. But I honestly... Don't think that anyone who's had their development derailed for a couple of years, like it's going to be a miracle for them to be able to take a, yeah. a big step. So some of these guys is going to take a little longer, unfortunately, you know, without any, it's not, you know, not within their control, really. Yeah. So yeah. and really, it's in the end, I think it's only going to be robertson and unless we do get a surprise from one of these other players that we've mm -hmm. picked up from from a trade but it's going to be robertson and possibly timothy lilligren yes might, definitely might get in there depending on what happens somebody with, who yeah he's somebody who is uh you know if this is if he's not going to make a step this year then i don't know when he's going to so yeah you know yeah. he could be a, a good stay-at-home guy i don't think he's going to you know, and that's actually a good foil to to Sandine because Sandine is is more offensive oriented, and Lilligren is, I think, going to be a more you know steady um, stay at home kind of guy who makes some smart smart uh, plays. You know, yeah. yeah. Anyway, sure. whatever happens leading up to and at the draft is going to affect what the Leafs can do on July twenty eighth. So. Let's get into that a little bit. So we know the Leafs have two big UFAs in Zach Hyman. This is free agency, right? Yes. Yeah, free yeah. agency, okay. yeah. All right. So um, we've got Zach Hyman, sad face, and Frederick <laughs> Anderson, maybe smiley face, which we talked about uh, in our last episode. Also, there is Nick Foligno, who has expressed interest in coming back, and Alex Galchenyuk. Uh, but who else could the Leafs be targeting to sign uh, as U.S. face? Chris, what do you think? Yeah, so I did look into it a little bit, and um, should Hyman leave, uh, there's going to be a huge hole, obviously, there at left wing. Um, and I could see the Leafs going after someone like Barclay Goudreau, uh, who's currently playing uh, with Tampa Bay. So obviously, he has lots of Stanley Cup experience there. And uh, left, he's a left winger, um, 28 years old. Or even uh, Matthias Janmark, who we saw a bit um, with Vegas in their run. He originally was with Chicago earlier this season and then was traded to Vegas. Um, I mean, they, they won't be on the top line like the way Hyman was there but if Felino like if Felino wants to return uh, at a reasonable price um then that would fit then uh he could possibly fill the spot on the top line with with Matthews and Marner I'm thinking and then um I also thought of Michael Granlund again since Nashville seems to be clearing house which um it's kind of interesting. I was just reading it before we came on the podcast because uh, Arvidsson, Victor Arvidsson went to, I could not believe that deal. Like I'm thinking to myself, why he went to LA for the second round pick. I'm like, why is it always that like when it comes to the Leafs, when we go to, for a player, they always want a first place 
like a, a first round pick or they want like our top player. Yeah. Give us Mitch Marner or something ridiculous like that. Like I'm like, I'm like, how does that happen? And um, yeah, but anyways, Michael Granlin, I mean, sometimes when you, they don't, those types of deals don't work at the deadline, let's just say, but you circle back the way they say at the time of free agency or the draft or whatever, and, and something might work out that way. But um, one other name that I did not hear at all um, that was connected to the Leafs is Connor Garland of Arizona. Mm-hmm. And um, so he's a 20, he's 25 years old, a right winger. And um, apparently the description on him is he creates offense, he back checks, he wins puck battles along the boards, he blocks shots, and he generates takeaways. Oh, who does so, that sound like? Yeah, who does that sound like, Syl? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's a right winger, he's not a left winger, but uh-huh. it sounds a lot to me like Zach Hyman. And I'm like, wow. Yep. I'm like, and apparently Arizona, I mean, we really don't know what is going down down there, but um, they don't particularly aren't interested he apparently in signing him because he apparently went to their management their agent went to the management back in may saying like this is basically like he's interested in resigning and this is the deal sort of thing that we're looking at like let's work and apparently they haven't answered him yet so this is like going back almost two months now (laughs) um so yeah so i don't know it obviously it depends on how much money uh, Dubas has to play with here um, and what Hyman does. And um, it would be great if uh, if we had someone in the system that could come up and fill the role for Hyman too. Like that's where, mm-hmm. um, like not to be on the first line, but this grinding type of dependable, versatile winger. Mm-hmm. Um, it would be nice if we had somebody in the system, but uh, because yeah, that's honestly, who... We- you know, uh- I didn't mind like if they were to say bring uh, Galchenyuk back. I actually like Galchenyuk up there on the first on the top line with those guys. Yeah, but he that, had something workable. going. He had something going with JT too and Nylander. Yeah, he right? did. Like so, he 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 was fine there. But um, yeah, I don't know. So it's a lot is just going to depend on what is happening with with Zach Hyman and and um, yeah, and that's also, gotta be definitely the first domino to drop. So Yeah, anyway. and also and also what happens the, with uh, Morgan Riley and that too. And the expansion draft, yeah. So yeah. if with the expansion draft, if we lose Kerfoot at center, then there's another option that the Leafs can look at Alexander Wenberg, which has he's another person who's been on their radar for a while, who was with Florida last season. He's twenty six, so he's around the same age as Kerfoot. It's so weird though. I always think of Kerfoot as older than that. I don't know. Maybe yeah. it's his beard. Anyway, <laughs> but he is bigger, so he's a bigger guy at six foot two. So he had a good season at seventeen goals, twelve assists, and he plays the penalty kill also. So that would fit the mold and but he could be too expensive. And considering we've been saying that uh, Kerfoot's too expensive all along, um, yeah. that might not be the greatest fit. And of course, yeah. we already mentioned, and the, a lot of fans are thinking we should go after Dougie Hamilton. Uh, we already talked a bit about that, but I don't really see how that's a great fit unless yeah. the other, other people move out. When it, yeah, when when it comes to Dougie Hamilton, too, I actually prefer uh, Jamie Alexiak is a UFA mm. as well. So, I mean, yeah, he might be... and he's a hometown boy, too. Yeah. I mean, I think Dougie yeah. Hamilton's from here also, but... 
he's a left he's a left shot d um mm-hmm. though but um he's also probably gonna be too expensive uh he was making yeah. he was making just over two million already with dallas so i don't know um those are some of the options um anyways with uh yeah but he could play with spezza again true yeah maybe spezza could convince yeah. him <laughs> i didn't think to of take that. a yeah. little less money you yeah. know yeah yeah, come so. for the, come for the experience, not the yeah. money. Yeah, and and Spence <laughs> is good at phoning people. He phoned Simmons right right after yeah. on the while he was doing I his tell interviews. You, this guy, <laughs> he better be a leaf for life even after he retires. Honestly, yeah, because yeah. he wears the blue and white uh, the way it's supposed to be worn for sure. Anyways, there's definitely going to be a lot of moves over the next few weeks and a lot will change. But I guess, you know, we're sort of kind of getting used to that a little bit now. It's going to be real interesting to see what Kyle Dubas and co do or do not do after uh, our embarrassing loss to the Habs in this year's playoffs. Anyway, if something big happens, we will definitely have a bonus show for you. But for now, we're going to take a bit of a break and our next episode will be on the first Wednesday of next month, which is August 4th. So before we go, we want to give a huge shout out to our Canadian listeners from coast to coast. Um, Yeah, happy belated Canada Day, but uh, but. Thank you for listening to us and following us on social media. Um, And for all of our listeners, if you have any thoughts on what we talked about on the show, you can DM us uh, or DM us on social media or email us at ladiestalkingleafs at gmail.com. And be sure to follow us on social media on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Our handle is at LTL1917. And another way to connect with us is at Kofi.com. You can follow us there. And if you choose to, you can support us there and buy us a coffee. Any donation goes towards helping us produce the show and making it even better for you. You can find a link to our Kofi page on our show notes or in any of our social media profile pages. And as always, thank you to our healthcare workers for everything they have done and continue to do. Uh, Thank you for listening uh, and please subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Spotify, or your favorite app. If you are listening on Apple Podcasts or Podcast Addict, we would appreciate it if you could take the time to leave us a review too. Uh, We'd love to hear your feedback on the show and it will give us, it will help give us more exposure as an outlet for Leaf content. So everyone, as always, stay safe and well, and we'll talk to you next month or maybe sooner if something exciting happens. Go, go, go. go! Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.